Thanks for tuning in to Why Theory. On this episode, Todd and I discuss three interrelated terms, the master signifier, the quilting point, and the universal. Our conversation starts with the discussion of Lacan's development of the master signifier and his curious abandonment of the quilting point. In the middle portion of the episode, we get stuck into the different ways the master signifier has been articulated as a political term before concluding with a discussion about the universal that harkens back to our previous episode. Lots of moving parts in this episode, but I think it's our most comprehensive to date. As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the conversation. All right, we're talking about the master signifier, and we're talking about it in its uh, Lacanian valence, right? Um, uh, I mean, is that is that accurate yeah. as a starting yeah. point? Okay. Yeah. Um, and the fascinating thing uh, with this is twofold. One, the actual use of the term uh, by Lacan uh, doesn't occur until very late. And so we're going to talk about um, Lacan's development uh, of that word. And then uh, right now there are, I don't, there's not just two, but there's a quite a a few actually quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Different um, attitudes taken toward it, how to mobilize it, eliminate it, distance oneself from it. And they're different, even though there are people who agree more or less politically and theoretically. So that's a kind of a, yeah, that makes it fascinating. It is a fascinating kind of disagreement. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It's like a a different, it's yeah. It's not like, it's not like a, you know, a Lacanian versus a Delizian, right. Or Foucauldian, right. right? It's, it's a, it's a, it's a fight among friends, fight among friends completely. So, um, okay, let's start with the, the um, definitions and the development of the term. I think you want okay, to Okay, so the master yeah. signifier, I think you probably agree with this, is the signifier without a signified that then yes. that grounds the symbolic system, which otherwise is subject to a endless metonymy of signification. Like signification keeps, it needs some point that, at which all those sig- other signifiers refer back to that, that, that stops or starts, sorry, not stops, starts the signifying process. And mm-hmm. that, so what's interesting is early on, so seminar three, Lacan calls that the signifier of the father. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's not until seminar 17, right, Ryan, where he, yeah, yeah. 17, where he, he shifts and, and, and it's the point at which he first uses the term master signifier. And it's interesting that that's a term everybody who trucks with Lacan sort of uses and mm-hmm. doesn't think much of. And, it, and you know, it never appears in the Acree. No. It no. never appears until Seminar 17. So that's a pretty, which is 1970. 70. So 70. it's very late. Very late. Incredibly late. He's about to, he's about dead. So. <laughs> he had some good years. I know. He had some good years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like that's, um, you know, it's, it's interesting that, that that this term that is so associated with him waits for that long. But I do think yeah. it's a clear parallel signifier of the father and then mm. master signifier. Like, it's just a new way. He just name, renames the thing that he's always been talking right. about. Right. It, it's fascinating. I think just, uh, just to touch a little bit on, like, the, um, I don't know, the widespread, uh, like, uh, it's more of a feeling in, in, in Lacanian literature that like, this is a term that, you know, existed like throughout, like it, as the master signifier. But right. when he introduces it, he really does introduce it. It's on page 89 of the Norton. The English uh, translation. Uh, yeah. English translation yeah. of, uh, of seminar 17. And he says, um, just flat out, he says, what, uh, what I'm advancing, what I'm going to announce that is new today is that in expressing itself toward those means of jouissance that are what is called knowledge, the master signifier not only induces but determines castration. I shall return to what one should understand by quote master signifier. It's in quotations because it's new, starting from what we have put forward on this topic. And it's it's like, I think you're right. Like, I mean, this was what started like our our long pre-show chat, which was that when does he come up with this? Like does and 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 where where did where did it appear first? And I mean he's like, I, um, yeah, she's just 
announcing that this is that this is a new thing. And I think it's it's really funny that like it's um the way that like Lacan and the Master Circuit Fire are written about, it's like the two emerged together right, like whole right. at the same time. But this was something that he came to. Yeah, but I don't I think that's I actually think the way that it's written about is right. Like I don't think yeah. that I, I think because I do think this idea of signifier the father is fulfilling exactly the same the same function thing. as Master Signifier. Although what changes is that he develops this idea of the discourse of the master. And right. See there, so I do think he's he he is getting to something new in Seminar 17. I mean, this is a, this is a commonsensical statement. Of course he is. <laughs> like, he develops the four discourses. Right, right. But it's interesting that he claims that what he's coming up new with new is the master signifier. But I do, I, I just think there's a real, like, signifier of the father. And then, I mean, what's curious is why he would, make the shift you know why isn't it mm-hmm. the discourse of the father and why isn't it the signifier of the father still right like that's a yeah I, I think and he would never say himself why he, you know he would he always would do this he would shift and then never say he was just as if he always had the position that he subsequently comes to right know? right yeah yeah that's true um Foucault does that too and yeah I yeah. feel like all the, the great French thinkers do uh uh, did that? Um, maybe everybody does. You know, maybe like, does, everybody does. Does, does is there a point at which Hegel says, "Oh, I once thought this thing, and now I think another"? I don't think so. I you think, don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. He, maybe it's hard exception. to say. Like, oh, I was really wrong about this, and now I, yeah, now I'm not. Yeah. You know? Well, Instead, it is. You, I mean, I think. This, I mean, a, a total total aside. I I mean, I definitely. I mean, even in like my own writing, like I'll go back and I'll recently be like, oh, I don't think exactly that now. I think this thing, but I can see how it was implicit. You know, like, I mean, I mean, people like Lacan was himself an industry of showing how like the drive is in Freud's thought from like the very beginning. Right. When yeah. Freud may not have been aware of it, you know, right. But that's like, someone else. It's different when it's true. yourself. It's when right? it's, it's, like yeah. it's really yeah. different. So I, yeah, but I, I take your point. I mean, it's, it's a kind of, it's a, well, what it is, is it's... it's is that a, the unconscious? <laughs> yeah, it's the unconscious, but it's also retroactivity, right? It's Retro, or an yeah. octreglichite. Like, it's ah. the way in which the present is constantly re... So you look back at the thing that you said, and you're like, ah, yeah. well, it wasn't exactly right, but I was kind of moving in this direction. I want to talk about this, that you brought up retroactivity. Uh, this, this was an early part for the definitional part of this podcast I wanted to get to, is that he... So the... The... Uh, the signifier of the father changes into the master signifier, but what from uh, seminar three, but what doesn't come with Lacan from that era is the quilting point, oh. which is retroactivity, which is what you yes. just said. Right. Which is fascinating because yeah. most people that talk about the master signifier talk about it in relation to the quilting point. Yeah. Yeah. But they're performing. So quilting point or point de capitaine is the French, the French word, but, yep. but mm-hmm. or French term, I guess, but mm-hmm. the, so the, the idea of the quilting point is this point that arrests the movement of signification. Right. So the master signifier starts as the starting point, mm-hmm. and the quilting point is what ends it. And then through the quilting point, it's the the quilting point is like the punctuation mark. It'd be a period right. at the end of the sentence. The period right? at the like, end of the sentence. Yeah, right. yeah you can't right. make in a syntactic language. You don't know what I'm saying until I get to the end. Right. And then exactly. You, then, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's and, it, and and the the emphasis on the quilting point is tied to Lacan's use of the short session. So he would terminate. Right the session at a point, a particular meaningful point. Yeah. And just like the, and that, that would retroactively create the significance of the, of the psychoanalytic session in the yeah. same way that the period retroactively creates the sense of the sentence. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. but it's fascinating that that doesn't, so that's theorized in seminar three, so mm-hmm. mid fifties and then mid to late fifties. And then it, it even, and, and, and most people who talk about Lacan associate and master signifier talk about it in relation to quilting point but mm. then quilting point doesn't appear when he actually introduces the term master right signifier. it's gone completely it's like and it's it's this is almost this is more um more mysterious than like the disappearance of das ding i think right. um, which is a whole like, other yes yeah, whole yeah. whole other yeah whole other yeah. um whole other show for us because it's it's a. Uh, I, I think I like how you uh, determined it, like or how, how you how you split them up. Is that master signifier begins signification and the quilting point ends it, like right, I, like I, right. like I, or like it you know or it begins understanding like in this retroactive yeah. manner. Isn't it one of the? I I think I might have used this as example to you when you were a student of mine. But my yeah. favorite example is the German and the the Nazi and the 
the German and the Jew, the Nazi and the... It's like the way Germany functions. Like Germany would be the master signifier for Nazism, right? Mm-hmm. right? And then... Mm-hmm. And then the the point de Capitone, the the quilting point, is the Jew, right? The Jew yeah. tell because the Jew tells you, the you need the figure of the Jew to tell you that you're a German, right? Yeah, like you it, have it, Germany, but what does German identity mean? It doesn't mean anything until you come to the to the figure of you the know, quilting I'm not point the Jew, makes it right? consistent, right? right? Like is that exactly, like, yeah. exactly, yeah. So fascinating that that doesn't that doesn't stay, um, yeah. But I do think the two terms are should be used so in a way that even Lacan himself didn't do. Mm-hmm. I think it's right the way people use the terms together. I think it does make sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Slavoj makes. Um, Slavoj does it all the time. He think, does it all the right? time. Yeah, he does yeah. his. I think it's in Looking Awry. He he talks about the quilting point and uh, Casablanca, which is the uh, and his point. It's a really nice one. There's a myth that like the ending to Casablanca wasn't written like ahead of time. Uh, and they, they just like, they didn't know how to end it. And then like, you know, last minute they were like, um, Rick doesn't get on the plane. And, 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 and I think, I wonder if this comes from the fact that, um, uh, Louis, this is the beginning of a wonderful friendship is ADR. Like that is dubbed, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's overdubbed. I, I, I think cause of the practicality of how, um, audio had to be recorded yeah. at that time yeah. but i wonder if it comes out of that but anyway it's not it's not true that um it, uh theo epstein's grandfather uh wrote it uh do you know that i did not That's, know that no. you did not know that yeah. yeah and his and theo epstein's dad is uh the i think he heads the mfa department at boston university wow like a, um yeah leslie epstein oh uh, yeah yeah kind of crazy uh family american family talk about uh, for different reasons right sports poetry film like but anyway the ending had been written out ahead of time um but what the the point that slavoy makes is about how since meaning emerges retroactively that like you you could have a number of different kinds of endings to that movie and every single one would feel like yep that's perfect Right. Like it couldn't have been anything else. It couldn't have been anything else. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and, and so what he writes about in, in that section of looking rise that like endings, um, Oh, when people say that like, Oh, it was so organic. One of the TV endings that people talk about is, is like, um, six feet under is, has this great ending, an ending to a series that is so good. It makes people think the show as a whole was better than it was. Right. It, right. it does. It's actually a perfect example of kind the of an opposite point. Battlestar Galactica, kind of an opposite of that. Yeah. yeah. The ending is so good. that six, feet under it actually makes the rest of the show like consistent like it brings together like all these themes and right. characters or whatever like right. uh you know what the show explores about death and you're like oh it's perfect like it was hinted so that's at a earlier. perfect idea of how quilting point functions. works yeah it sews yeah. together it makes more consistent this thing yeah. that like was uh maybe but like a little bit like all over the place right. so i think we've we've sussed that out but the master signifier is a little bit harder i think and a little bit a little bit trickier about um one like uh what what it what it is and what it does i think enjoyment is a really interesting thing to get into yeah well i think it yeah i think that's good i think it does so it it's 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 this to me i like to think of it in terms of starting like it's the signifier that starts things off and it it it, and i also think it's interesting to think of it in terms of reference because it doesn't Mm -hmm. need so its meaning doesn't need or its significance doesn't need a reference because it doesn't have a signified it, mm-hmm. it meaning doesn't require reference to other signifiers, and so it's the right. only one that has that status. So it's if you want to say what something like the basis for what our our system is, that's what it is. But but its relationship to enjoyment, as you point out, is really important, and it's it's the it's the structuring. It gives our enjoyment an initial structuring principle, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. and it, it's all our enjoyment circles around that point of the master signifier, even though it's never enjoyment of the master signifier which i think is important. yeah yeah that's a really so can it's a really important can, point can you play that out in an example i mean we, we did this a little bit earlier because uh, yeah do you want me little... to, i mean maybe we'll just use this we'll sort of drum this nazi example into sure, the ground but uh yes. so so i think that the like the the nazi believes that they're enjoying their germanness but their germanness what the the enjoyableness of that is is not there's nothing in it itself because the only enjoyment lies in exclusion this is why mm-hmm. you only you feel that you're a german only when insofar as you're hating the jew and hating the form of the enjoyment that the jew has and so that's sure. the 
that's the way your or, your enjoyment is organized through this opposition mm-hmm. uh, to this external thing, this thing outside of what the master signifier groups together. Those who don't belong. So I think mm-hmm. even more important than who the master signifier uh, groups together within is who mm-hmm. it excludes, who because excludes. that's the form that your enjoyment takes. You know, I think you can go through history and and show how those kind of exclusions, like racism in America, like the mm-hmm. enjoyment, like black enjoyment is for many white people, the form that they're, that's how they enjoy being their white identity. You know, mm-hmm. so I feel like that's a real, like it's always, the master signifier cuts off, but it, it it's through, it's what it excludes, that's how it structures enjoyment, even though I don't think that's explicit at all in the way that, you know, no one, no one would avow that. Mm. So that's interesting. Um, so does, okay. So the master signifier being obviously the signifier without a signified does is, is that what, what you just said, I think is, is that generally understood as like, or, or do you think that people think that one enjoys or that people do enjoy? I think, the, the I think the idea is that people do enjoy it. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the more commonly so, understood way of thinking about it because you know, okay. like the way that nationalism functions is right. like, the, um, I think maybe even Slavoj thinks this cause there's this whole notion of like, I think a, ch- a section, if not a chapter, I think it may be the last chapter, maybe it's just a section in Tearing with the Negative, mm-hmm. is called Enjoy Your Nation as Yourself. Okay. And and I think there is this sense, but I don't know what he would say, but maybe he, yeah. there is at least, if not him, other people think this, that mm-hmm. that you really do enjoy the na- like the, 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 that nation organized around the master signifier. Okay, so know? I want to, so there's a, there's a guy who, like, Karen I have noticed, dri- who drives around the town that we live in, who, you know these annoying people with the pickup trucks and the giant American flags? Yeah. yeah. Okay, this guy, he, it, it turned, we finally saw his face, and he's like an 18-year-old kid, turns out. Okay. Um, he, he doubles this, okay? It's not just two, a giant. Two flags? No. Well, it is two flags, but the joking, other, right? no, 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 the other flag is a uh, Blue Lives Matter uh, oh. police American flag. He should which, go all the way, and he needs a Confederate flag. He should just American put a Confederate flag and the Blue Lives Matter. Yep, three. and yeah. he should just put the you know the swastika on the uh, the, that, that's the flatbed. Right, he should right. just do that, and then he won't be able to see out of the back of his truck, and he'll yeah. get into an accident. And then that's well, no, I whatever. I don't want to wish violence on somebody like yeah. that. Well, if it's if you can't, I'll say this: if you put giant flags in, in your car and you get into a car accident, that's a tiny bit your fault, and it I have no sympathy fault. for yeah. you. So, yeah. um, anyway, uh, so I so anyway to get back to this point that I think. There would probably be there would probably be people and uh, who say who would say that that is that person enjoying the um well two master signifiers one of like law and order I yeah. think and then which I think goes back to the beginning of uh like one of the ideas that Lacan has before he comes up with master signifier he has the law yeah. um and then the second That's one very be- true right and then, so it's interesting that law kind of drops out in seven or seventeen. And yeah. law in seminar three, which is the other big discussion of signifier of the father, it's mm-hmm. very prominent. So that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, but go ahead. Oh yeah, but then it, you know it's fascinating. And then it's but then in in I suppose in twenty where he also does talks about the master signifier um, and the four discourses again. That is his return to the ethics seminar, right? Obviously, yeah. so that's yeah. like it's almost like a return to law, but without naming. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but so okay, so. That person, the guy that I see drive around all the time, he's enjoying he's this master signifier of law and order, some one might say, and also nation as a master signifier. Or sure. like right. Yeah, right. Or region. But, see, I think what's interesting is the yeah. Confederate flag is an enjoyment of region within the yeah. nation. So it's like a way of reclaiming getting even more local than mm-hmm. nation. Which but that's a great <laughs> example because that it's clear where the exclusion is. The ex- right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. Cut when off you have the northern what yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, cut off everyone that's not white, but also cut right. off ev- all the northern liberal elitists. The right? Yankee whites, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, they're out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, that's, uh, that's the, but, and, but the thing is, right, like, what is the guy in the truck enjoying? Like, is he enjoying yeah. those things? I think he's only enjoying those things insofar as there's someone excluded, and mm-hmm. he's making the exclusion explicit, and 
I mean, honestly, right? Like, why are the flags up to, like, why profess that so loudly, right? right? right, Like, you're professing it so loudly because you want people to see and hear Mm -hmm. the the fact that you're, and and the people, you want people to be offended and thus make their exclusion very evident from what you're, and so that's what you're enjoying there. You're enjoying the, even the act of excluding them. Oh, that's such a great, that's a really, really nice point. Don't you think? I think that's I I think that's a great point. I think that for... A lot of people, and um, no, knowing one person uh, who this applies to, I think I can speak for for a larger larger group. That this is the appeal of Trump is that it upsets other people, and this absolutely. is at the, absolutely at the at the base. Yeah, yeah, it upsets other people. Therefore, everything he does is fine, and yeah. that 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 makes that just makes it makes Trump better. It makes Trump an ethical figure in the, in the eyes of a absolutely person like, like yeah. think about to the way, uh, the right has responded to this, the straw ban, right? The plastic right. straw ban. Like yeah. these people are taking selfies of themselves drinking out of a straw. Now, right. can you imagine a more banal, unenjoyable activity than drinking out of a straw? Oh, like you can't, just, you can't even yeah. drink a beer out of a straw, right? You, you, no. Like it's just for, it's for <laughs> soda. It's not, you know, it's like, it's or water at the restaurant. You get a straw. Not, I mean, no longer you get a straw, but um, yeah. it's not enjoyable. The straw is not a is not an instrument of jouissance. You don't no. enjoy a straw, but no. you enjoy a straw if it upsets other people. Yeah, when everybody else, everybody's telling you not to use a straw, and you're going to yeah. broadcast that you use it. I mean, my question is just why do you need to broadcast it? Like, yeah. if you're really enjoying the thing itself. You're like you're not. If he's really enjoying America, your truck driver. You're right. Why are you flying the flag? Yeah, you're right. What are you doing, other than trying to show people that you're you belong? Because you're not really sure of your enjoyment. I mean, that's I think that's a great me. point. Yeah. That's I think that's a really nice point of how enjoyment works. It it only you can only enjoy the thing when v- either people validate you, right? Like they beep and they're like. You know, it's some like equally racist guy, right? Yeah, like beeping yeah. at that guy, that guy, and he's like, "Yeah." Or yeah. if, or if you are aware that it's upsetting, like people are staring at you, and they're like, yeah, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Look of at course. my look, look yeah. at my truck. I'm gonna put truck nuts on it now. That's yeah. what I'm gonna do, and that's just gonna yeah. be. And the straw thing, it's, it's a good example to bring up because it's. I think it's such a great example of like the failure of liberal policy oh, in the United I know, States, I know. which is like. Okay, yeah, pollution is still a giant problem. The EPA is being gutted. Climate change, horrible. So, and we've got horrible people in charge uh, through our own fault of messaging, like losing like elections, local and right, and, right. and you know right, uh, and and federal. So we're gonna have a, a concentrated concentrated uh, policy we're gonna go after straws and like you know what i don't give a shit like i think i think it's ridiculous to be offended on behalf of straws and i think it makes sense to go after straws because it's a small thing and it adds up a lot i get it but it's the it is like a it's it's like cynic dokic for like the yeah. this like the personal is political and it's the right. whack-a-mole politics it's we sort fetish of talked about. it's whack-a-mole it's politics f- or it's fetishistic to yeah yeah I mean, the one that would be substantive, substantive is the is is soda b- bottles. You know, like yeah, j- yeah. You know, like that's the real like yeah. the plastic, yeah, pl- plastic that goes bottles. into the ocean. I mean, the plastic soda bottle is the real. Yeah. So the fact that 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 they're going after the straw and not after the soda bottle seems to me to be revelatory. But well, it but shows even the you, bottle. I mean, I mean, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say like I mean because people. People like there have been pl- uh, plastic bag bans that didn't become this sort of like right versus left thing. Like yeah. I think people understand the plastic bag thing because I don't care who you are, you have a shitload of plastic bags under your sink, yeah. and you don't know what to do with them. Yeah. And so I think on some level, everybody's like, "Yeah, reusable bag, I get, I get it. Like it's 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 easier. You go to Stop and Shop and you get a million little bags that tear very easily." And it's, right. it's, it's annoying, you know, I think people yeah. get that the yeah. straw thing, like, like, so, and that doesn't have to get into this. Like, so I think that is so practical that you don't have to get into the, like the secular morality of it, but the yeah. straw thing, I think you do. And that's where you get the, anyway, now we've been talking about straws for too long and too long, not, but, but, but I do enough. think it's a nice sort of way to see the way in which enjoyment doesn't come from the thing itself. Yeah, but which was from yeah. mm-hmm. the sense of exclusion, like from this, like fighting 
from the sense of exclusion that I'm fighting against or I'm, 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 I'm for, actually, in the case yeah. of the master signifier. Like, I enjoy the exclusion. Like, and I, but I enjoy... It's fascinating. So I think, you know, it's like... Uh, Malcolm X tells a story in autobiography about these mm-hmm. rich white men that would come into Harlem and they would pay him to have sex with a black... With a, sorry, with a funny slick, mm-hmm. with a white prostitute. Mm-hmm. And, and they mm-hmm. would love to be horrified by the idea of a like they would enjoy through the black man yeah and yeah, their yeah. horror at the black man having sex with a white woman so to me that's how the enjoyment of the master signifier functions it like needs the thing that it excludes it does it organizes okay. enjoyment in only insofar as it indicates the site of exclusion where enjoyment lies that's uh, okay. what i that's, that's really how nice. i would put that's it. really nice yeah. so there has to be um you know what i just realized it's very hegelian of you and in, in that it, there has to be this mediation Right, like there, right, there can't right. can't be this immediate contact with the master signifier, which has no uh, substance itself. So there right, and to, I think, th- but yeah. I do think you're right that there are people, our friends, who think that there is this like direct enjoyment of the master signifier qua mm-hmm. master signifier. Yeah, you know, I think that is not an. Un- I'm not. I don't want to attribute that to Slavoj because maybe he doesn't think that, but I do yeah. think that that is a. It's available. That, that is an available position. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Well, but, do you want to get into that? Like the the positions. Yeah, let's talk about that because I think there are certain there's this as we talked about earlier in the podcast these different positions relative to the master signifier and what attitude we should take up to it. And I think the main one, mm-hmm. the main op. It's funny because I don't think I want to say the main opposition, but I think the position that I want to take up hasn't really been articulated by that many, even by me very much. I don't think. Um, maybe yeah. it's um, yeah. You write a lot, and that's surprising that this I know. Is, they <laughs> this is exactly it's the one thing I haven't written. I read a ton of yeah. other yeah. crap, and then but but I, you know who I think argues it is my good friend from for a long time, Paul Eisenstein. That yeah, in his book Traumatic Encounters is a book he wrote. I don't know, fifteen years ago on the Holocaust. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And about Hegel and the Holocaust, and in that book, I think he's he, he is the first one I've seen to advance a position somewhat similar to my, the okay. mine, which is that the that the political act, psychoanalytically speaking, relative mm-hmm. to the master signifier, is grasping that the master signifier is empty, contentless, and just a pure form. So mm. that we can change it mm-hmm. if we want. But the point yeah. is never to change it. Like the point is, like there's mm-hmm. nothing really accomplished by changing it because okay. it just it just changes the site of this, you know, whatever the main where signification starts. But mm-hmm. but the, the 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 what's gained by recognizing that it's empty is you once it no longer has a content, then the idea of belonging to it or attaching oneself right. to it becomes null and void. Like you don't there. Do, you you recognize why would I want to attach myself to the master signifier? You know, like yeah. there's nothing to it. I don't want to. So then, it could just it could just be X. Like it could just be a purely, purely nothing, purely formal, and we would recognize it as such. So that mm. that's the position I want to attribute to Paul. I don't know if he still holds that position or not, but I think he does. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and myself. And then I think the opposing position, which you've read a lot about like yeah. Fabio Vighi and Alenka that seems mm. to be pretty distinct right and I think it's yeah. I think this is the more the I think Paul and my position is more the minority report and Alenka's mm-hmm. and Fabio's is more the Alenka Zupancic and Fabio Vighi is more the the dominant way of thinking right which is which is to install a new signifier yeah why don't you talk award. about that because you yeah you, yeah yeah I got the yeah. I think I have a, a very clear section from um, Alenka's "What Is Sex" about this. So okay. she, what's interesting, like uh, I mean, I, I think that this shows how like kind of like like urgent it, it is. Is that um like in in the in her book at least is that she feels she can't just continue to talk about the master signifier as an as an abstraction. Like we need to change it or whatever, which I think like happens a lot in, um, in. Uh, academic books is it's is um i don't know maybe it's some some people feel the the weight right of the the theses of Feuerbach that the point is to change the world right and not yeah, just to yeah, analyze yeah. it um Absolutely. i yeah right um and i think that w- w- i love zizek's reversal which is yeah. the point mm-hmm. is to understand it and i think that that's that's true and i think you're you 
I don't know if you've written this somewhere or if you said this on this podcast, but I think you make a very nice point about how the theoretical is already doing something. Like, I mean, why does Trump or the right do anything? It's because they, they think it and then it happens. But either way, what she is trying to get to uh, or does get to in the book is like, okay, this is a concrete way that this works. Here's an example of the, of a, um, installing a new master signifier that changes relations. Okay. And she gives a very local example, uh, between uh, two people, a couple, all right, I a love couple this in, example. Yeah. in love. Yeah. And so, uh, all right. So I'm going to read a while because uh, okay. I think it, it makes sense too. So, <clears throat> since we have already ventured quite a long way onto the terrain of concrete examples, we can take a step further here and suggest a concrete example of a new signifier in the case of an amorous circumstance, with the obvious risk of the example striking us as rather banal with respect to our sublime expectations of what this new signifier might be, which I really like this. Like, I think she's doing two things here. That's, that's good. It's like one, right. Okay. I'm going to give you a concrete example Two, It's not going to change your life. <laughs> like, you know, it's not going to be this amazing yeah. thing. Yeah. It's going to be banal, but I think, you know, implicit there and it's totally explicit in her example is that, it is the banal that can elevate, right? And yeah. it can change. Yeah, and, I know. I love you know, the, I, that idea. I think that's a great idea. It's yeah. a it's a great point. So anyway, she continues. Uh, we shall take so we shall take the risk. So what would be an example of a signifier capable of naming and hence sustaining the minimal difference contingency on account of which my lover keeps reminding me of himself? An example of a signifier that would prevent the gap of the impossible from simply disappearing from the scene and returning in the real. Could we not say that a possible example of this would be the way in which a nickname functions sometimes in love relationships? And by this, I certainly do not mean a, quote, cute name that one can pick from a list of such names, right? Like baby, honey, like whatever, that kind of thing. I mean a name that really names something in the relationship, a name that provides the signifier of the very uh, junction, and she puts it in parentheses, so disjunction, junction and disjunction, of love object, an existing object in a concrete love relationship. A name that works works at generating and maintaining the space for construction at the precarious point of the event. Such nicknames, obviously not all love nicknames work in this way, there can also be something other than nickname that does a job, usually have a comic sparkle to them, and this sparkle goes some distance in distracting the pathos of love as destiny. And Anyway, um, the example that, that I that I can think of that I think is quite good is uh, from the um, Spencer Tracy, Catherine Hepburn, uh, yeah. uh, Adam's Rib, where the um, which is a oh, I want to say a distressingly contemporary movie because <laughs> <laughs> of the subject matter. All right. <laughs> like right. it was made spousal 70 years. Right. Yeah, yeah. Spousal abuse. I think it's 70 years ago. Yeah. The, the movie and it's uh very 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 it contemporary. feels yeah. urgent yeah contemporary yeah. so anyway um the if you haven't seen the movie spencer tracy and Catherine hepburn play um attorneys who end up uh prosecuting and um defending on the same case and it's about uh, a, a woman who uh kills her oh no sorry doesn't kill injures, uh, at, injures yeah uh attacks her lover um he was uh caught uh cheating on her and uh so Catherine Hepburn's character uh not only takes up the the case in defending the woman but also uh talks about it as uh, uh, on the side of women's rights women being mistreated women being you know you know uh that uh, a man could do this and actually I I mean I think this is still true this is true in a in a um uh, in like a Western sense, when this happens in America, we call these crimes of passion when, when usually it's a man killing a woman for yeah. cheating. Uh, but if it happens and you're Middle Eastern, it's uh, what, what do we call that? We call that misogyny. Um, we call, misogynist well, culture, right? It's misogynist, but no, it's a, an honor killing. Honor and we talk killing. about how right. it's it's a different, it's such a different thing between us and that. So anyway, right, right, so... Right. So, you know, Catherine Hepburn, not making that point, but she's making allied points, whatever. And so it, um, their relationship starts to fray as the court case goes on. And, uh, it looks like they're headed toward a divorce until a nickname, love nickname they've been calling each other throughout, which is Pinky, um, comes up. It comes out of uh, Spencer Tracy's mouth in uh, sort of like at the end of the... In court, right? In court. Yeah. In front of everybody. He calls her Pinky and, uh... The, then the judge asks him to stop and say, excuse me, what did you just say, Pinky? And it's embarrassing and troubling. It makes Catherine Hepburn smile because she realizes there's still love there. Yeah. And uh, the uh, stenographer asks him to spell 
and it's it's uh what is it it's y for him and it's ie for her ie for her yeah yeah right it's yeah and so anyway so that i think is 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 alenka's example and it really in the i mean in the uh in the narrative of adam's rib like the reemergence of this love signifier completely changes uh like the direction where their relationship was headed. It looked yeah. like it's a clearly headed toward divorce unless you've seen movies before and you know, it's not going to happen. But, um, you know, but if you're, you know, if you're in it, right, like you, yeah. you know, you think that's where, that's where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, that movie also has, I just want to pause. Um, the, the final line I think is very, very Lacanian, which is, uh, th- that, um, Catherine Hepburn says that, you know, men, men and women are the same, but, there's there's a little difference and then the spencer tracy says he says it in french and she says what, what i'm about to say in french she says what's that if the french say thank god for the little difference and then he closes the blinds on their bed and they're obviously going to make love right yeah, yeah. thank god for the, the little difference i think yeah. anyway um but anyway so yeah so yeah. adam's rib uh pinky that's the 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 love nickname the the the, the new master signifier that can uh you know uh it it names the way and it changes the direction the way events are going, right? In Thank you. Film. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. evental, which is why she says that. It's it's yeah. evental. It changes the situation, right? Yeah. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Hillary's for me is Tubby Todd, so that. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Well, that's really uh, funny. That was that's, my, I mean, people don't know. It used to be you play the offensive line, right? You're I was a big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she would never have that. As my, no. But um, my my what's interesting is in my col- that was my college roommates nickname for me and <laughs> and he was a cruel guy anyway but mm. but um but that really hurt my feelings i have to say but it's interesting yeah, yeah. to think about it as a love like his way of expressing love for me which it probably oh yeah yeah that's probably what a very, it. Is a very uh, homoerotic uh, way of him you know, there was well as we've kind of as i think we've talked i don't know if we talked about this podcast but i mean like you know well we have yeah football i mean yeah, homoerotic football, yeah, my god yeah yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. anyway um yeah. but i I, I feel like that's a really, I, I, I take that. I mean, I think that that's, I don't disagree with that. I just think, I guess I, I don't, a, yeah, go ahead. I have a challenge. To, yeah, I have a little bit of a challenge to it because I, I both, I totally see her point. I think it was great. It was, the, I think I said this to you uh, before. It was the, is the first thing that I read from this side of the understanding the master signifier and how it could be like, you know, mobilized or used politically that yeah. like that I, that I got and that made sense to me. But Here's where it loses me a little bit, which is, and perhaps this is just the problem of this example, but, but I, I think there are other examples that have the same issue, uh, where it's, it's actually, it's actually liter- it's literally not new. It's just, it's actually the, um, what, oh, I don't know. What am I looking at? What, um, Frank Kermode might call a chiretic like uh, utterance like yeah. it, it's actually something that just it maybe is actually closer to the the quilting point it names what is already there but has gone you know missing use it, missing yeah to use a banal phrase under the radar and then yeah, or, that, or isn't the, the, it also using it's it's a little bit of catachrexis right like it sure isn't, isn't it being used in the wrong form like that's especially the the Adam's rib example, right? Like yeah. you're not supposed to say that in court. No, so it's no, this yeah. kind of like, it's not a new master signifier as much as it's a kind of mismatch yeah. of, of, of registers. And that creates yeah. the new, the, the change. So I, I don't, I just don't think it's the master signifier. I don't think that's yeah. the way to think of it. The master the other example you gave me was class struggle in Marx. I right. So is. that's, that's from Alenka and from Fabio. So Fabio, um, so he says, I foreground the power, the value of labor power as the master signifier. So, mm-hmm. you know, labor power, class struggle. I, I mean, I guess, but again, I, I think well, I'm all for foregrounding that, but I don't yeah. think that that's a new master signifier. Like, isn't yeah. it, isn't it pointing out the, like you just said, the return of the repressed or something like, yeah. isn't it the repressed yeah. of a system in which commodity is the master signifier. Yeah. And it's, then, it's the, it's the word. It perfectly names the, the situation. And right. I think that's what makes it, that's what makes it the, an event in thought if, if you like, but I don't, but I think it doesn't make it uh, right. a new because, master signifier. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because yeah. I would just say, I don't believe that the master signifier is tied is eventual. It's not tied to the event, like the event. Yeah. And I think this is 
doctrinaire Badu, like he, who's the philosopher mm-hmm. of the event, right? Like he mm-hmm. isn't his idea that the event comes from the point of inexistence within mm-hmm. the symbolic structure. So the point that has no, that isn't recognized, mm-hmm. and thus is far removed from the master signifier. So I don't, you know, I just feel like, especially, I, I do see that. I like the the attempt to like bring the signifier to the event, but I don't mm-hmm. think that can be a master signifier that does that, that has that task. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I. I. I think. Yeah. But I think we're I not representing the other side very well. No, probably not. We're probably not. <laughs> I mean, sure. it would be interesting to hear Fabio yeah. or Alenka sort of um, respond on this issue because it's not. Oh, I, can I can I yeah. interject? Just yeah. I I wonder if there's a conflation between a new signifier and a new master signifier. Yeah, Is I that, do think that's true too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Although Pinky isn't a new signifier. No, that's a, true. Maybe it's that a maybe repurposed signifier. Repurposed. And, and I do think, but I think it could be a new signifier that would do the. You well, know, they like, never said it when they were in like this when their relationship right, was going right, to fall apart. Right. You know, yeah, right. Right. That, so it became yeah. new. Relatively, yeah. but like I, I think class struggle was more or less a new signifier, right? I mean, yeah. obviously the individual signifiers existed, but no mm-hmm. one brought them together in the way Marx did. Mm-hmm. But I still think, I, so I think that speaks to your point that it's it's kind of a new signifier, but it's not a it's not a new master, master signifier. signifier. Yeah. Because we wouldn't mm-hmm. say because no one would. Well, well, let me go with this. I don't think anyone would say class struggle is a signifier without a signified. Actually, I think isn't the whole point like of identifying it. That it has a signified. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. Right. Like right. that's the whole that's the whole point. It's not that this is, oh, we don't we don't know what it looks like, but it's there. It's like, no, it's there. Like when once you accept the I mean, that's the that's the whole the the event of the idea. Like once you see it, once you see when once you understand Marx's idea of class struggle, you start to see it. It's hard to unsee it. Right. And then but, see, know. I think Brian, that's key, I think. And then what you also stop seeing is the way is the commodity as this thing that becomes the explanation forever and the logic yeah. of the commodity that becomes this yeah. self-justifying logic for everything that you encounter in the world, right? Like yeah. you, you, it's not that you no longer see that. It's that you, you see the falsity of that. Yeah. Like it, 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 like the new signifier of class struggle allows you to see the way in which the other master signifier was was disingenuous, like yeah. It, it, it's or it's baseless, like mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. So I do think that that it's a kind of a it's a new signifier that strips away the master sign, like like the the appeal of mastery, right? Right. Like that's right. what that's yeah. what I think the real function of it is. That's yeah. interesting. So that's like um, that's that's a way that's a way in which the these two opposed ideas and they have, there is a bit of um, an overlap Venn diagram overlap. Yeah. Which yeah. is that when the, the new, when the new signifier class struggle emerges, one is able to, uh, to distance oneself and disinvest from the master signifier being capital or commodity. Or even the pet name, I think can or do the that pet too, name. right? Yeah. Like it, it can, all of a sudden you can, you can disinvest. when you break up. I think it's maybe like a relationship breaks up and the pet name, like it, was sort of, or you know, I think that that's one way. That's one way yeah, of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it loses all, it loses all substance. But it um, becomes disgusting, actually. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, that's interesting. I don't, I don't, I hadn't thought about that until I just until I offered that. That 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 it, with those with those examples, and we we should. Again, it was probably us not being fair to the other side, but those examples have clear signifieds, and that, and not only do they have clear signifieds, but it's the point. Of, that is the uh, point, and I do think it's interesting. Yeah. Like, what if, like, isn't there? I don't want to go too far with this, but isn't there sure. a danger with taking class struggle or labor power as a new signified, like, or as a new? I'm sorry, as a new master signifier, because then, mm-hmm. isn't that, in some sense, the error of Stalinism? Like, it tries mm-hmm. to install, like this becomes like class struggle becomes the justification for anything. If it's the master signifier, it becomes the justification for anything that one does. Right. Like, isn't that what, see, to me, that's what master signifier is. And that's why seeing if that it's empty, then Mm -hmm. means all your justifications that rely on it are empty. Like the idea of, so if, if our master signifier is United States of America and yeah, you know, I used to, when I was a boy, I would hear the national anthem. I would get chills. Now I want to, I, I become <laughs> ill because of all the, you know, and the, I, the way it's become mobilized by the, 
by the and the third verse. When I, yeah, yeah, I mean, of course, yeah. all the yeah. you know, there's it's, it's incredible yeah. uh, horrors involved in that. But mm-hmm. um, but fine, okay. Well, but, but but I think like that. What I was getting chills about was my belief that there was a real right. content to that signifier, United States of America. And then if you yeah. believe that, then it justifies all kinds of things. Like it yeah. justifies mm-hmm. like you going to war, killing people in the name mm-hmm. of that. Because, but if it's a form, if United States mm-hmm. of America is just a form, then you can't go kill anyone for the sake of a form. Yeah. You can't say like, yeah, I'm yeah, killing yeah, you yeah. in the name of a pure form. Like no one would do right. that. <laughs> killing you in the name of the words, not what they mean, but yeah, just the, yeah. the words. It's the words as themselves. A, yeah. As, a, as yeah. a form. I think that's great. And I actually think what, um, what you were saying made me realize this is the problem to go back to the straw thing. This is the problem with the straw thing is that it's kind of clear to, I think everybody that, um, the failure of liberal policy in America is to do exactly these like little things that, you know, improve things by degrees, but it's in the name of saving the planet. And so because that actually hasn't been taken seriously and because, you know, everyday life hasn't been changed substantially enough, right? By a policy that would quote, yeah. save the planet. Yeah. It makes everything seem meaningless. And I agree. Why. And I, yeah. you're te- it's tempting to agree with the people that say, if you really thought it was a dire emergency, you'd be going beyond, beyond the straw ban. You yeah. Know, like, like they got, well, they're point. right for the wrong reasons, right? Like, that's yeah, of the, course there, it's the wrong reason, but it's yeah. not crazy. I mean, it's yeah. not crazy to say, Look, if you were really serious about saving the planet, you'd be asking for us to take drastic measures, not these little... Right. I mean, I guess the liberal rebuttal would be... I say liberal in a pejorative sense. The liberal rebuttal would be, well, if we take all these little small steps, we don't have to take the big step, you know? Right, but that's that's our last podcast. That's the particular versus universal. You can't... you, You have to... You cannot believe an ocean is a multitude of drops. Yeah. You have to like that. That that can't be the way that you think of it. Like and, and like you know a mult like if we do if our policy is a multitude of drops, it'll 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 add up. It'll add up to an ocean, and 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 it'll be a wave of change to continue the water metaphor. Well, well uh, I don't think that works. <laughs> no, that's fine. That works, but uh, it's a kind of metaphoric cross purposes. But I I, yeah. <laughs> I I do think that. If you take that position, then the ultimate endpoint of it is Randianism, right? Like, yeah, that's probably you know, true. like it's I think very it's kind of libertarian, just yeah. like everything, everyone for themselves. So, yeah. so there, there. I think it's interesting that there's a way the liberal, the 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 liberal goal of say, some kind of collective change, mm-hmm. is undermined by the liberal approach of yeah. particularists, you know, focusing just on the particular. So, yeah. so there's no, once you start down that path, you're never going to mm-hmm. get to the whole, like it's, I think that's yeah. the thing. Like, You'll, so yeah. Yeah. If you're playing whack-a-mole, you're not going to get a, a like <laughs> to maybe go back to a better metaphor uh, for this is you, what you want is a mallet that will destroy the machine. Yeah. You don't, you don't want it just big enough to hit the problem. It's interesting. Right? Cause I read it. I read an article in the times this morning. Maybe you looked at it that, um, a guy was kind of pleading with capitalists to, do better because otherwise yeah. people are going to turn to socialism. And yeah. I thought, I mean, he's a kind of leftist guy. Listen, that's the most New York times article you've ever described. I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know but I thought it was great because, yeah. you know, he's like, and I don't know what'll happen if we turn to social, you know? So yeah. I feel like, uh, he's right. He is right. <laughs> he, he shouldn't is be right. afraid but, but, again, but right for thought, the wrong reasons. Yeah. But then I thought it's interesting because again, it's the same. I think this is the sort of the problem of that kind of liberal particularism is mm-hmm. that it didn't, it never, there was no attempt to see the way in which that focus on the particular, like how could a capitalist ever, what would a capitalist do? Like say, right. Oh, okay. I'm going to try to make things better by not trying to earn the most money. I mean, that would be crazy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They have to violate the very logic of the system in which they're invested 
yeah. to do what to follow his advice. He acts like you, there's a kind of ch- there's like massive choices open to the capitalists. Y- you know what? Yeah, what, what you're what you're describing, or what this person is like in effect asking, is that every like major capitalist chooses to take I don't know less profit and and reinvest or or to be more ethical. Yeah, but you, why don't you just make that the law? Like that's the like right. if if that this is this is my whole thing with like. I mean, this is a whole other bigger topic, but this is my whole thing with like gun people in America. If what you think is the safest is if literally everyone had a gun. Well, you know what? That's the same as no one having a gun because your argument is no one would use it. So how about to just not be guns then? Like if your argument for like conscious or ethical capital is everyone takes less profit or, or, you know, and does things more ethically. Well, that's not capitalism anymore. Like it's something else. Just do the other thing. That's very good. That's very good. So so I do think that 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 the politics of you know like the the idea that you can to tie back to master signifier like the sure. idea that that could that you could through the particular actions like make a global change is i think unthinkable and the, mm-hmm. similarly i think like the idea that you could you know like that that with without some kind of like without without this shift that catches what's unspoken by the master signifier, there can mm-hmm. be no like global change. You, you know, so I think I, I do feel like there is a, there is a way in which the politics that sees the emptiness of the master signifier is always universalist. Like it's mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. because, because what's repressed by the master, sig- like the master signifier, I think forms universals only through it, what it doesn't, articulate through its failure not through its success like i don't think there can be a master signifier of the all like it's only because it can't signify all that we get the form that like the universal form sort of in the wake of the master signifier Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no i think that's right i mean i mean it does and it does go back to to our to our last episode and it i mean the the idea the universe you know what i i listened back and i realized that we never said this i think this is the clearest the uh, definition of the of the universal, which is the particular that changes all particulars. I don't yeah. think we said that one time. Yeah, we should have probably. We probably should have said that. Yeah. I should I should ADR that episode and say yeah, that. But yeah, like that. so anyway, like but this is the so of the United States of America. That's our master signifier, and right. and what gives it consistency is like the guy who not wrongly drives around my town with those blue lives matter and the 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 flag, right? Like be, right. this like racist like um like police state kind of thing like so that's going to create that's going to create the universal that's going to create the particular that will change all particulars that will that will make it so that that flag the blue lives matter flag will is just irrelevant right and and that's so i it seems to me that and again maybe this is unfair that maybe what alenka and uh fabio and and others like are actually looking for to change the like the material situation is they're actually looking for the universal. Well, I think they would avow that, but I think that yeah. there's maybe too much linking of the universal to the master to, signifier, right? Which yeah. you can't because I mean, well, because I mean, I would, I mean, I would say, like, I mean, I don't know if you would say this, well, I'll find out in a second. The universal, the, the point of the universal is to change the master signifier, I would think. No, I think that's what they mm. think, but I don't they, think that's, that's true. Think, okay. I think, I think yeah. the point of the universal is to disinvest in the master signifier. I think to okay. me, yeah, I just yeah. have that's, no. For me, that's unquestionably what it is. Like it is, mm. like there is no master signifier that is salvatory. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not going to save us. Like it's not going to, yeah. You know, there's nothing. Not that anything's going to save us, but that that, that, mm-hmm. that there's nothing. There's no political solution in the master signifier, and I think the idea. So I mean, one, let's go back because I want to talk about this in terms of um, sure. more closer in terms of Lacan. Like I think one of the critiques of Lacan is always, mm-hmm. well, he in describing the master signifier as male, and this is mm-hmm. so we talked maybe, oh, yeah. uh, earlier amongst ourselves about the way that this that his turn turn to master signifier is in some mm-hmm. way maybe an anticipation of Judith Butler's critique of psychoanalysis yeah. for its it's a gender binarism or, yeah. or whatever. And I think well, it's like interesting. That, yeah, right. Yeah. So it changes from signifier of the father to the father well, to the master signifier. Exactly. Well, which is sounds like, well, right. Doesn't it in the French, I can't do it, but isn't it closer? Signifiant to, maître? Yeah. 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 What yeah. sounds closer to what? 
Well, I don't know if that sounds in in English. If like that, he 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 talks. He does this in seminar twenty, and it's it's also in the two Jakobsen lecture, which is also where he talks about linguistics. And I wonder if there's a way in which that sounds like mother. Like oh yeah 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 sinfilmatra. I think it's got it's got a little bit of that in it. Like know. like in English, obviously not yeah. in not in French. So yeah. I don't I don't know if that's again if that's a reversal also of that. Well, but I don't I, think I just yeah. think he I think he no longer wants to see that signifier as necessarily gendered. Yeah, you yeah, know, okay. I don't That's think it matters. Yeah. But I also feel like, um, you know, there was for a while there was this. Fe- it's not anymore, I don't think. But this feminist critique of Lacan for the way that he describes the symbolic structure as mm-hmm. with a signifier of the father or phallic signifier right. as the master signifier. That what we need is to to that we need to change that and and create and have the signifier of the woman become the master signifier. Mm-hmm. Well, see to me, I, I mean, I'm 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 fine with like not having the signifier of the father be the master signifier. Like I again, I think like our signifier should just be the term master signifier. I just don't think it matters. Yeah, but I do think it's not it's wrong to think there's some kind of political solution in changing that. Yeah. Um, changing that master's changing that signifier to a better one like right that's okay. like straws i guess right fine it's like straw but i think it's almost worse than straws because it yeah. suggests or maybe it's like straws because it suggests like we can find the right one and it gets yeah. us thinking like our politics lies on the level of the master signifier and it doesn't at all right it, it it's, yeah. it's about disinvesting from the master signifier and the recognition that it produces like it seems mm-hmm. like to me that the point that when you're focused on master signifier, you're focused on recognition rather than yeah. on, you know, rather than on universality or collectivity or you know, like yeah. it's the path toward recognition, which is why I think people choose that path. Like that's what your truck driver is right. Is that's what he's invested in the recognition of the master signifier. Like there's recognition for him and driving around with those flags. Mm. I do think, and there is a tremendous amount of. Uh, I mean, I mean, and I think you are implicitly right to tie this to to Butler because I think, and I don't know that what she would say about this, but there is a lot of, um, I and I've read this um, critique of people doing this, like from a lot of different feminist critics. So this is certainly not like imminent in the field, but like if the point of um, if like the point of feminism and the point of like gender theory or or like you know sexuality, it. Uh, like investigations into this and, and, you know, cultural, uh, critique, whatever it cannot be to come up with a rigorous taxonomy of all the different kinds of genders and sexualities. If that's it, then it's like, it's a, you know, it's a bad infinite. Facebook can do that. Facebook can, yeah, right. Facebook should do that, but that shouldn't be, they already are doing it and they already are doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, but that shouldn't be the, the end goal. You know what it is? It's the, um, it's the I, I forget the the title exactly, but the nine billion names of God, which is right. like the the monks that get all the names of God, right. and then when they do it, the world ends. Like there's not if we name all the different kinds of of sexualities and genders, there are like it's not gonna that in and of itself. And this is the again the critique within feminism of this thinking as the end goal of feminism is like that doesn't get you anywhere. It just right. You know, it just. I, I think you, that's you true. Nice list of words. I, 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 I think that's a really good point. I, I think yeah. also though, the, to touch on the final maybe other possibility, I think yeah, there oh, yeah, is. Right. Isn't there a temptation to say, if the master signifier is just this form, can we do mm-hmm. away with it altogether? Yeah, sure. And I so I think that would be a kind of third move. And I, I but that seems to me. I mean, I think it's pretty clear what the problem with that is. The problem is there has to be one signifier without a signified that that forms the basis for signification mm-hmm. or there's just a pure metonymy right there's just mm-hmm. there's no there's no one signifier that stands out i mean i think that's would you say that's kind of derrida's position that there is yeah that's pretty like good. the deconstruction of the transcendental signified like isn't that an attempt to tr- to try to say there's no like to to yeah. take the one like like for him i think he thinks lacan's Foul logocentrism, to use yeah. whatever these terrible yeah. words that he invents, um, yeah. <laughs> is tied to the fact that the signif- the phallic signifier is the is the master signifier. But I think but the problem. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh I no, gonna I say, was gonna. 
Yeah, yeah you, go, you, you, no, do, you, you go do it because we'll probably say the same thing. Okay, so I was going to say the problem with that is that it's not a privilege signifier. Yeah. It's like a, it's, the, it's the opposite of it. It's an unprivileged signifier. And yeah. so if you treat it, and this is why the idea of like, let's replace it with a better one mm-hmm. turns it into a privilege signifier when it's not. Right. It's like a, it's a signifier of unprivileged. It's like mm. you don't want to be associated with the, the master signifier or the phallus. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. yeah. I think Alenka, Alenka says that, I believe, at the end she of does. the it's great. She's great on phallus, I think. Great section. Yeah, which is like if that becomes, if that becomes the, uh, the, if that becomes a repressed term, it suddenly becomes more powerful. And also, this is the thing I was going to say. Like, I think it, it's so funny that um, the way that Derrida misreads Lacan, and because I think his suggestions for for like a corrective of Lacan is almost all the time exactly what Lacan, well, Lacan is saying. Thinks, yeah. Like the you know the Perline letter thing. Like so when Lacan says a letter always arrives at its destination, and then Derrida says that it doesn't, it never does. That's oh. the exact same thing. What Lacan just means, right, is that um, no, the, the you put in, you put in that content to that letter. Like nobody even looked at it in the Perline right, letter. Right, right. The, they, everybody put in what they took out and so in that sense the letter always arrived even right, though because the, it, in, in taking no it out was happened the same time as putting it in right yes so, yeah so so yeah it, it's i mean his statement's a statement about not or retroactivity and Derrida right. just doesn't get that i mean it's yeah. just yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and although I it's think a funny, other thing, it's a, oh, yeah. I'm, I like this opposition because it's a funny, like whenever anyone <laughs> sends me something, they're like, haven't you got it yet? I'm like, did you convert to Derrida? And that's why you thought the letter <laughs> might not it, arrive at its destination. <laughs> that's pretty funny. But, yeah. Um, I was, I was going to say like uh, uh, the other point on the phallus, like, I mean, I actually, and this maybe brings uh, our conversation here to a close and also back to the, the central uh, question of, of how to regard it, which is that, so Lacan, in, in urging to like uh, change the fallacies, like the, the master signifier one, I think misses that. Like, so Lacan does say that the woman does not have possession of the phallus, but he also says that man is not without having it, which does yeah. not mean that a man does have it. Yeah. And that like these positions, masculine and feminine are ones that, that people take up in relation to something that nobody has. Right. And so, you know, it's just men seem to have like a more of a direct line on it. Um, and like to their discredit, right? I mean, that is, the, yeah, 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 right. Because, and it is, and though it is a, like an illusion that a misogynist like would be happy to keep, uh, right, in, right. in circulation, the idea that, that right. they, that they have the, the phallus and the power when, yeah, yeah. you know, um, so like, I mean, I almost think that that's implicit in Lacan that like the master signifier, it, like one should disinvest. One should not right. install no. a new one. Yeah, I and think that's true. I think it's true. Yeah. I mean, that would be my position. But I, yeah. I mean, it's it's unclear what because he wasn't a political radical, right? I mean, so no, yeah, we talked about he was before. a conservative, so it's it's not clear what he opens up as possible and what he yeah. himself really really thinks. So can can I give yeah. one little thing on that? Do you yeah. know this? Do you know this book that came out recently from um, uh, Catherine Millo? Oh, I do know it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Life with Lacan. Yeah, um, they. Uh, she she has this great line uh, somewhere where she's telling a story about they were in Spain. I forget when, and uh, they were staying with a like a well known uh, Franco supporter, and that was that was where they they stayed and someone who Lacan knew knew very well, and uh, anyway, it's just like that's Not surprising. Just, yeah. It's not surprising. It's one of those things. We talked about this a little bit um, with, in the lack episode that people don't like hearing about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, about yeah. the the conservative uh, leanings and not supporting the students at, at sixty eight. Yeah. And yeah. there's just a lot of little a lot of little dots there. But I do think that the the theory on um, a lot of times exceeds. Oh yeah. Uh, that that uh, that personal leaning because. Uh, well, I don't you think yeah. here's what I would say about that. Don't you yeah. think sometimes the personal leaning develops in response to the radicality of the th- like a kind of personal rejection of the radicality of the theory? Like mm, you need to have it. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. So someone too radical in their life couldn't really think like 
I mean, Freud was so sexually conservative, right? And mm, and mm. if he was like this wild sexual experimenter, he probably would never have discovered what he discovered. <laughs> if he was a libertine, we would have never Yeah, we'd a, just be like, he would have just fucked a lot of people and we yeah. would have not got anything from it. Yeah, so, yeah. that's super funny. And that'd be much so, worse. Yeah. It'd be much worse off. Yeah, so I, so at, as our close, I, just, I think I um, maybe this episode more than others, since it's been very uh, term heavy, can we nail down? So the relation between um so in we're gonna forget that other people have have other ideas for a second so for you um how how does the how do the universal the quilting point and the master signifier how do they work okay so master signifier is the signifier without a signified that begins the signifying structure the quilting point stops the sliding of signification that the installation of the master signifier starts the universal to me for me is the mm. signifier that's missing it's okay. the it's the primordially repressed signifier that every structure has so it's the it's the thing that can never be said but is the is is could be obviously can be articulated but can't be can't fit within the, the structure itself and mm. the the master signifier is an attempt to avoid the the radic the the universal so it's attempt to turn to not to to try That's to find a way to particular I mean every I would yeah. say every master signifier is a specific particularity elevated up to try to hide from the effect the, the of the universal. universal yeah. That's great. So that's why they're thought. That's why they need. That's why they're thought together and sometimes confused. Yeah, that's what I would other. say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. That's okay. awesome. All right, Ryan, and over and out. Over and out, Todd. <laughs>